This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the Den. Millwall won. Preston North End won. A game that we started very brightly, just as we did against Middlesbrough. But yet again, we failed to take all three points. Um, Disappointing, to be honest, um, and a game that, given their form coming into it and the way in which we started the game, we've got to be looking to take three points from that. And, and if I'm honest, I don't really think we deserve to. We huffed and puffed, but didn't really create enough clear-cut chances, despite having 17 shots on goal and eight on target. Um, but look, let's get into it. Um, and uh, let's talk about the lineup to start with, as normal. So, in goal, uh, Sarkic kept his place. The back three, um, I felt a bit for Danny Mac. Danny Mac was was dropped uh, today. I, I assume he was dropped. And Jaffet Tanganga came in to the starting lineup on the right side of the back three. Harding in the middle, Cooper on the left uh, with the armband. The two uh, wing backs was Joe Bryan and Brooke Norton Cuffey. And then um, possibly again, the most surprising was Billy Mitchell and George Honeyman retaining their place in the centre of the park. Now, you know, did they do anything to deserve being dropped? Possibly not, but ultimately the performance was so bad against QPR, you probably could have changed anything. So I was very surprised to see both of those start today. Um, and then a front three, a Duncan Watmore ruled out with illness, a front three of Zian Fleming down the middle with Kevin Nisbet on the left and Ryan Longman on the right-hand side, obviously coming in for Duncan Watmore. That meant a place on the bench for the new signing, Michael Obafemi, um, clearly not match fit yet, hence he actually came on 78, um, but not match fit yet. Um, in terms of other attacking options on the bench, obviously still no uh, Imaku, no Bradshaw. So Remain Essay was the only other real kind of attacking option on the bench. Uh, for Preston, look, they come into this game uh, on the back of some really poor form. They didn't play badly against Leeds um, last week when they drew the game 1-1. Got some good players, in fairness. You know, the likes of, obviously, Emil Reese up front. Um, they've got Brad Potts, who I've always uh, quite liked. So they've got some good players and they're quite defensively strong. And the way I would summarise the whole game without getting into too much detail is we feel today our probably teams felt for a long time playing against us under Rowett in the sense that they didn't play particularly good football. 
I don't think they've got individuals that are as good as some others in the league. Um, they're pretty boring to watch. But defensively, they were fairly solid. Clearly, after an hour market, it was obvious they were coming for a point and they got it. Um, and they could have nicked all three. They probably had the best chance of the second half. So, look, you know, it's uh, Ryan Lowe must be uh, must have gone to the same school as Gary Rowett did in terms of style of play. But ultimately, as Edward said in his post-match, that's on us. That's on us to try and break them down. And we didn't do anywhere near enough. Um, we had a lot of the ball second half, but we didn't really create any clear-cut chances. But we'll get into that. So, um, yesterday was uh, Mills Memorial Day, um, which for me personally was, was uh, you know, a, a nice moment to reflect on my granddad who passed in 2023. So seeing his name on the screen and obviously the flowers. And I have to say as well, uh, credit to Preston fans because they, uh, you know, joined in, in in the celebration with us uh, of all those that lost their lives in 2023. So just want to give credit to Preston fans for that. Um, but we kick off and it's much of the same against the, you know, similar to how we started against Middlesbrough. And we get a goal with our first opportunity. So the, the goal comes from Tanganga getting the ball and driving, stepping out like Leonard does, driving with the ball, stepping out. He finds Brook Norton Cuffey, who um, drives towards the byline, gets to the byline. He's got two players on him, cuts it back to Honeyman. First time, whipped cross, super cross into the penalty area. And there is Ian Fleming, unmarked, powers the header into Freddie Woodman's empty net. And we go 1-0 up and... Just what we wanted, you know, really started front foot um, and playing some really good stuff, to be fair. Um, you know, getting out of tight situations as well, just like that it, 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 um, we've been playing at home for a little while now. And we, um, our biggest mistake was not capitalising on the first 30 minutes worth of pressure. So we didn't really create too many clear-cut chances in that first 30 minutes. The only other chance that I remember was another ball that come over from Norton Cuffey. It went all the way to the edge of the area. Zim Fleming does really well to keep it in, plays it back to Billy Mitchell and a tame effort on goal. But that was our only real chance. And that is where the error was because I'm telling you now, Preston, I've never seen a side put the ball out by accident so much in all my life at the Den. But that first 20, 30 minutes, they looked a very poor side and a very a side that had zero confidence. Um, and we, we just didn't punish them. We, we we didn't, we can't sit here and say, oh, you know, we had loads of opportunities like we did against Middlesbrough that we didn't take. We didn't, we didn't have opportunities really. And then um, they had a warning sign with a Liam Miller chance, but, but then, you know, we, we, we gift them a goal uh, and it's just a ridiculous goal to concede. So as good as Tanganga was over the 90 minutes, I think he, he has to take responsibility for this error. So he has the ball. We're in possession. There's no danger. And he passes it straight to their man who's sort of on the centre circle. And this is this is the thing. And I've, I've, I can only see it from the angles of the highlights. So I can't see loads of different angles. But Joe Bryan is nowhere to be seen. So he passes it into, I think it's into Frockyar. Frockyar plays a one-two with someone and Frockyar then finds Brad Potts, who's just absolutely bombing it down the right-hand side. Um, and as I say, Brian's nowhere to be seen. Now, what I would say, and you know I've been very critical of Brian in recent weeks, is that in fairness to Brian, we can't sit here and say he's nowhere near, you know, he's not goal side of his man, for example, because we've got the ball. We're, we're, we're attacking. It's So it's it's a real weird one. So I can't recall live 
Joe Bryan's positioning because I was obviously looking at Tanganga making the pass. But he's nowhere to be seen. And Potts drives with a ball, fires it low and hard. Could Sarkic have done better? Maybe. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily blame him, though. And it's 1-1 on, I think, on 33 minutes. And then being completely honest, between 33 and half time, there was only one team in it and it wasn't us. We were atrocious. We let our heads drop. And this happens far too often. We lack leadership. We, we let our heads drop and they don't necessarily create any clear-cut chances, but... They're all over us for that last 10, 15 minutes. It was, it was, it was appalling. And you could see the impact that that goal, that single goal, the confidence that it gave to Preston and the confidence it sapped from us, completely two different sides. And you go in at half time, kind of like almost wondering how, how that's happened. And as I say, we could have easily gone at half time losing after that. It was, it was very, very odd. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're going at half-time. One thing I did find a little bit strange was we're playing a front three with Fleming down the middle, which I think Fleming did have impact. But playing Nisbet on the left-hand side was just... He's not a left-winger. He's not. and he, he, I don't know whether that was deliberate or he was just drifting, but he, we found him way too often on the left-hand side. Um, and Longman... Um, I'm sorry, I, I quite like Ryan Longman. I think he's a good utility player, but he's not a forward. He's not forward and he, he goes off injured, I think, at half time because he had a bit of a knock on his shoulder halfway through the second half. But he, he was he was poor, really poor in that first half, completely out of the game in reality. And at half time, we make the substitution. And if Obafemi's not fit to last 45 minutes, there's only one other player we can bring on, and that is Romain Essa. And I'm sure Edward said to Essa, obviously, mind reader that I am, just said, Look, you've got 45 minutes here, son, go and prove yourself. Um, and I don't really think he did. Again, you know, we'll, we'll go on to player reviews later on. I'm, I'm not saying he played badly, but I don't really think he did enough again. Um, no one did, in fairness. I'm not criticising him specifically. I'm just saying if he's got 45 minutes to go and impress, I don't really feel he, he took that opportunity. But um, look, half-time comes, as I say, SA comes on for, for, for Ryan Longman. Um, we... Let's, let's make no mistake about it. From a possession point of view, from a territory point of view, we, we dominated the second half. However, from a opportunity point of view, Preston had the best chance. And that was, I think, on 85. Um, or it might have even been on later than that. I don't know. But um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. But what happens is ball played up to Fleming. Fleming gets, I believe, fouled. Don't know. You usually get given that. The referee doesn't give it. All of our players kind of stop and appeal. To be fair, some really good play uh, from them releases Robbie Brady down the left-hand side. Robbie Brady plays a really good ball across the box. It misses out Cooper and whoever their central striker is at the time. It might have been Emil Reese. Um, coincidentally, no Chad Evans today. And uh, finds its way to the back post where, again, Potts gets there ahead of Joe Bryan. And fires it low and hard, and it's a decent save from Sarkic. But that's the best chance of the second half. Our most noticeable opportunity, we had two. Um, we had two chances. Before I describe those, um, Edwards made a double sub on 58, which I, I can't recall the last time I've seen this, where he took both central midfielders off. So he took, took off Billy Mitchell and George Honeyman and brings on George Savile and Casper Denor. Um For me... In terms of the central midfielders, I think 
the difference in class between picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I mean, any of them, and Casper Denor is evident. He, 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 you just see it as soon as he comes on the pitch. He's, he's another level. And that's not to say that others aren't as good. You know, so when I go on to talk about player performances later, I'm not, I'm not saying that players didn't play well. But for me, Casper Denor is just a, a different level to what we have in the centre of the park. Um, but he makes those two subs on 58. We have two opportunities. So one was a really good bit of give and go between Denor and Norton Cuffey. Norton Cuffey gets to the byline, squares it across the face of goal, and no one's following it up. Where is Kevin Nisbet, who at this point has moved centrally and Fleming went left in the second half? He's just not following up. You watch it. And this is the thing like where... I've had a few debates with some friends is that, yes, we don't create bundles for Nisbet. And I get that. Totally understand that. And you can't expect him to score goals if we're not creating chances. But he needs to make these runs. He's a central striker. It's a give and go. Norton Cuffey's got to the byline. Chances are he's going to cut it back. You've got to get yourself there. Um, and no one did. So that was an opportunity. And then the second opportunity was um, Savile does really well to kind of sort of weave his way for a couple of players on the left-hand side, cuts the ball back, and Nisbet, first time with his left foot, fires narrowly over the bar. But they were our best chances. I think that one was on 71. Um, and then we make uh, another substitution on 78. We see the introduction of Michael Obafemi. Um, personally, really dis- really delighted to see him there. I think he's he's everything we need in terms of a fl- that athleticism, pace and power. Um, clearly not fit. Maybe he'll get a few more minutes next weekend, but I'm really excited by his signing. Um, he's exactly the sort of player we need. And um, I've got a good feeling about him. And although he didn't really have much involvement when, when we came on, and that's because we didn't really create anything, um, there was one time where the ball was sort of played over the defender and he made up about 10 yards on one of their centre-backs like that. So he really is rapid and he's going to give us a different dynamic. So looking forward to that. It's a bit of a weird sign in the sense that I can't imagine he's cheap. I can't imagine we got him for free on loan. I would imagine we'd have paid a loan fee. But yet, I still don't really think we're going to go down and we're certainly not going to go up. So it's like, why are we doing that? Um, And I'm not criticising that, by the way. I think it's brilliant. I think it's great intent. I'm just trying to understand the the rationale behind it. And and maybe there's something in the Burnley and Fleming link. Maybe. Don't know. Um, But we'll... I'm sure we will find out in the summer, but I'm really hoping that Michael Oliver becomes good. He, from all the interviews and things, he seems right at home. Um, I think he's London-based and a lot of his family are. So that could be a good one. So, um, But the game sort of fizzles out. 
the referee, he let a lot go, particularly um, in their favour today. I'm, I'm not one to sort of really criticise referees because you, you, you deal with whatever is on the pitch, right? Um, but I felt that the referee did let a lot go. Um, and then the, the, the game finishes 1-1. And look, you know, from a Preston's point of view, they I, I know a lot of their fans don't enjoy Ryan Lowe. Um, and I think it's very, very similar to how we felt with Rowett. I think ultimately they're 12th in the league. And looking at them and the way they play and their quality, I would say they're one of the worst sides I've seen down the den all season. However, it's effective. And this is what I say. It really is very, very similar to, I think, how we played under Rowett. It's boring, pragmatic, defensive football with not that many stars, but it can be effective, particularly away from home. So, and I think for them, they've had a a poor run. So getting a point away from home is probably a good thing. Um, and they wasted a lot of time. I think Freddie Woodman did end up getting booked. And if I'm not wrong, Freddie Woodman is actually a Millwall fan and comes from a Millwall family. So he would have known just how much wasting time would, would, would get on our nerves. And it certainly did. Um, but the crowd tried to lift the players at times, but nothing really seemed to work. And we end with the game 1-1. Um, and looking over our shoulder today, uh, QPR Huddersfield has just also finished 1-1. So neither team has gained any ground on us. So look, that's where it is. It's it's a weird one because for me, the couple of key takeouts would be, uh, the first one would be, we let our heads drop too much when we concede a goal. It is so apparent and we lack leadership, which is really, really poor. We've got to address that. And, and in the summer, we have to sign a leader. That's very, very difficult to do at this level, but we need to do that. That's the first one. The second one is we did dominate the game from a statistic point of view, but we didn't really create enough. We didn't really carve them open and test their goalkeeper. That was the second one. And the third one, to kind of leave us on a positive, I think that that was Zian Fleming's best game for a long, long time. He enjoys playing against Preston. And um, I, thought to, I thought yesterday he was very good and, and deservedly got man of the match. Um, and he would be minor the man of the match too. I felt he he's uh, he worked hard, obviously scored the goal. A couple of opportunities that we did have half chances. He was always involved. I think he was our best player by quite some distance yesterday. Um, performances, um, I'm not going to go through the whole team, but I think Tanganga looked very accomplished defensively. I thought he's passing, despite... Stats, apparently, I've read a tweet from Richard Cowley suggesting that he had the most touches and most completed passes. I I don't know. Maybe I was watching a different game then, but I felt defensively very accomplished, but his passing, I thought, was very poor. He's probably just rusty. Um, and you can tell that he's got that power and athleticism, and I think he's going to be a good player. But ultimately, we have to hold our hands up and say that I think he did probably cost us that goal, that equaliser. Um Another thing at times, I just wanted him to do something simple, whereas it felt like he was, he was like, oh, I played at a higher level. I can get out, get myself out of this. Um, and at times he did. But I think we might just need to be a little bit patient. I think he's a little bit rusty at the minute. But um, that's uh, that's Tanganga. Um, I'm still harding. I'm still, I don't know. He, he, um, great squad player to have. You know, probably the closest thing we do have to a leader that started yesterday. Obviously, Savile didn't start, but I'm not sure. I think there's a big difference between him and Hutch. Cooper's not the same player when he's captain or when Hutch is not there. It was okay. Joe Bryan, I, do you know what? If you could have Joe Bryan and just have him going forwards, he's a very good player. But defensively, it's almost like he can't be asked. It's weird. He's, he's, he's lethargic is the way I describe him. 
I can't get my head around it. And I don't think we have the same issues when we play Murray Wallace. Um, don't know. Can't make my mind up. Uh, Brooke, I think he did some good things yesterday. Was often an outlet. You know, most of the chances, you know, you look at the the goal, the Billy Mitchell chance in the second, in the first half, the the opening he created. He, he was involved in pretty much everything we did well. A um, couple of balls that he played weren't great, but um, I, I really like Brook and I think he's just going to grow and grow and, and I don't think he had a bad game. Um, Honeyman and Mitchell, I, again, I don't think they're bad games. I just think Denor's better and it's it's not a criticism. And not to say that either player's poor, I just think Denor's better and if Denor's fit, he should play. Um, I think it's very easy to criticise Billy Mitchell and I thought yesterday, he often gets the ball, especially the way we're playing now, back to goal in a tight situation and then people complain when he passes it sideways. To me, that's success because he's retaining the ball. He gets the ball, usually, with at least one man on him, back to goal, and yet he's able to retain the ball. So, yes, a lot of his passing is sideways, but I think you've got to look at a slightly bigger picture. Having said all that, I still would start Denor over him, and that's just where I'm at, to be honest. Um, home room's okay. Savile, come on. Didn't really impact the game. Made a couple of sloppy uh, passes as well. But maybe, again, that's just match uh, sharpness. Um, I have a feeling we may see a very different central midfield start against Hull next week. Uh, and then the front three, I've already talked about Fleming. Nisbet, I, he, I don't know. In the first half, he was OK, but quite ineffective down that left-hand side. I mean, he's, he's not got much pace. So to play him down the left, I felt I thought was odd, to be honest. I thought it was an odd call from Edwards. Um I thought Fleming was very effective through the centre, which maybe you have to take that. Um, and then Longman, uh, he's not a forward. Um, works very hard, but he's he's best when he literally just has the ball out wide, gets the ball out of his feet and whips, tries to whip a ball in. Um, and because he works so hard, he's not so bad defensively, but going forward, he doesn't impact games enough. So for me, he, he just should be playing there. But I also appreciate we didn't really have much else um, if he doesn't trust SA. Um, talked about SA, talked about Savile, um, and I've talked about Abafemi. So I think that's really it in terms of uh, the review of yesterday. We've got some tough games coming up. Um, we do find ourselves nine points, well, eight points plus goal difference clear of the bottom three. So we'll probably be fine. But I think, you know, we do need to start picking up the odd win here and there because we don't really want to be looking over our shoulder. And we do really want to concentrate on building for next season. Um, so, yeah, look, there's a week left, not a week. It's not a week at all. There's about three or four days left of the window. I would expect probably one more to come in. Don't know who that is, um, but I would imagine Campbell will probably go. And then depending on um, who uh, comes in, we might see maybe a loan for SA because I, I think he just needs to play games now um, and uh, have some constant minutes. So, yeah, slightly shorter this week because there's not really much else to say, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Suppose we didn't lose. It's another point. Um, but they're the sort of games that against poor out of form sides, you've got to be winning at home. And I think um, you know, all the players and, and Edwards will be disappointed that we didn't. But look, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening as always. Much appreciated. Please do like, subscribe, all that kind of jazz and, and support the channel. I really appreciate it. And um, look, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.